Before we begin today's episode, we have our patrons over at Patreon. They are Aperba, Nate Hansen of Hansen Screen Printing, Rock the Green, Andy Herbrandt, Lauren L., Paul Campaneshi, Kelby Goodman, Greg Whalen, Zach Duran, Daniel and Cara Lighting, and our newest one, John Goals. Thank you guys so much for supporting our small podcast. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the dairy state. We, as always, are your hosts. I'm Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, there's a little submarine sandwich shop. It was new to me. Eric, it wasn't new to you. No, 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 no. You I knew, knew this. about this right away. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Big fan of the Milwaukee Bucks, and they used to always practice at the Cousins Center, which uh, that that alludes to the idea that we're going to talk about Cousins Subs and their start right here in Milwaukee. Did you, I had no idea there were headquarters up by my mom's house, Menominee Falls. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. That, and that's, This is like all new to me. Like it blew my mind when I saw this. I'm like, we got to feature this, right? Yeah. Like we have to do it. I think it was always on kind of like my short list of things that made sense. It wasn't to, even to in the list. Go. It wasn't uh, even yeah. in the list. Like I discovered this like two days ago. Right. And, and, and that it just like blew my fucking you mind. That, you know, you, you might be sitting next to somebody that doesn't know uh, that Cousin Subs is an amazing Wisconsin subs, you know, shop. I mean, it's amazing. It's more reason to get Cousin Subs now when I find it, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. But. So we're going to talk about that history and the start there in Milwaukee. We also have great Wisconsin music from a band called Bug Moment. Um, another one another of the one we whammy. just discovered that yeah. was just incredible. Like, especially the new album that we just found. Yeah. Yeah, awesome stuff. I mean, the song we got is like the best one off the album. We I'm thought, stoked after we listened to the whole thing. This one was awesome. Yeah, I know. I know. We're both stoked to to, to release this baby to you guys uh, here in a little oh my while. God. So stay tuned. There is a uh, great, great music there, and uh, we have a beer review, and of course, another edition of How Many Logos You Have. Wow, what crazy kind of story we to come up with this. Holy week. shit! Somebody's drunk. Um, <laughs> Uh, hey, and if you haven't, please uh, uh, go and review, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that that algorithm punch is, is cool. Helps uh, your boys. Helps your boys out. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, it was labor. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a lot to say that. Sorry, I'm verklempt. I'm choking up over here. Um, if you can, you can also uh, check out WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com and you can find uh, uh, the links for Patreon to become a sponsor. Uh, you can also find links for the uh, merchandise where you can put our logo right there yeah, on your body. One thing we really like on our website is like people can reach out to us on there. I yeah. love getting those emails. We've been getting like some pretty awesome stuff. Like I, I really love seeing those when they come through. Yeah, and I to mean, be if, honest. if you don't, I mean, if you don't know, I, I don't know why you would or why you would care necessarily. But you know, I run that whole website there. I mean, you basically like you're the producer of the show too. Like the people yeah. don't know that I'm like kind of the more the writer. 
I kind of do like some of the other stuff, getting like finding things like yeah, the research side of things, and and, and you some really do a lot on this podcast. Like people don't yeah. know that you're the producer. You're literally the one that keeps the website going. You <laughs> keep make sure all of our RSS feeds uploaded. Up to date. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean you're like a one man band when it comes to like all the and the social media. Yeah, I really don't I get a chance the... to get on there much, but once in a while I do, and I'll comment on things, but it's very rarely. I mean, yeah. Eric, you were the one running the show we're, here. We're trying to keep it alive over the here. The one-man you know. band. So, uh, and, and obviously, you know, every once in a while, uh, scheduling conflicts happen or life events happen, and Russ and I aren't uh, Yeah, actually, we had a couple able weeks. to do that. I mean, we were really ago. busy with the uh, Rock the Green stuff and all the other stuff we had going on in our lives, and we're like, we just need, like, a week break. Well, that was tough, too, because, you know, we, we had not only the Rock the Green stuff, but the Seesaw album release. Yeah, it was just um, a crazy week. There was actually, like, two or three days in a row where you and I were hanging out uh, we, in we, we went all over. We went from Madison to Milwaukee. And that yeah. whole weekend it was a long weekend good it was fun stuff though it was a it was a great weekend but it was just yeah. crazy how much stuff we had to do we're like we just need to take a, a week quick off. to yeah yeah i mean it yeah. was so much going on so exactly yeah the timeout was definitely necessary and uh i think russ and i just in order to stay um you know somewhat in tune with our our family lives too just needed a quick one uh, uh i i mentioned on you know a previous episode uh I had gone to the fireside on that Sunday to enjoy a show. Grumpy old man, uh, grumpy old men, rather. Uh, one of my favorite movie series of all times was uh, Grumpy Old Men and Grumpier Old Men. Funny as fuck. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin humor for sure, and that's what I love. And it was really cool to see that uh, on on the stage, and uh, the the way that they adapted it to to be a staged kind of thing was was really cool. I I love the culture we have, like wh- whether it's like the Red Green Show or Fargo. I mean, like, it's just cool, like, seeing the Midwest represented. Because you really, you, like, when you think about it, it's like East Coast, West Coast all the time. A lot Every, of times, everything yeah. is. I mean, it's really cool seeing us, like, supported in movies. and Right. You know a lot about the, the New York, the, the Los Angeles, you know, that kind of stuff. But, you know, how is Wisconsin represented or, in the media? I know, know it's Canadian, but even Letterkenny is super Wisconsin. I mean, like, when you think about it, like, like the whole culture and like the way they like, I know it carried themselves. It's Wisconsin. Still I mean, drinking, still many, getting in, you know, f- stupid fights. How many times have we sat around my dad's farm drinking beer and just saying stupid shit? A million. I mean, that's like exactly like the life we had. <laughs> like Kenny. at Oakhorn, I mean, that was Letterkenny. Yeah. I mean, that's just us. That's how we grew up, you know? And so that's, you know, that was really fun. And like I said, it's just kind of necessary every once in a while. Uh, but enough of uh, any life updates uh, about us here uh, as your hosts and producers and research and development crew here on the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. <laughs> yeah, the, the two-man show. Yeah, the two-man show here. Um, we're going to talk about Cousin Subs, uh, obviously founded I, Milwaukee. I had, I had no idea on this one. So Cousin Subs was actually founded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin in 1972 yeah. by cousins Bill Specht and Jane Shepard, who could not find a suitable sub sandwich shop option in Milwaukee like they had in New Jersey or the East Coast style of subs. Right. Like Boston has, which awesome is known for submarine sandwiches. Oh yeah, and even like be- this is before we had Jimmy John's too. That yeah. like actually went like worldwide. Like we never ha- we didn't have anything like this. Right, there were sub shops, but they weren't like in that style. Exactly, and I think uh, this style, and I think everybody can admit there's every every sub chain has its own little uh, quality or perk, you know. And yeah, they're so I I actually just found this out that they were headquartered in Menominee Falls, which blew my mind. Like I said earlier, I had no idea. This was like completely new to me. So I was like, I have to present this. This is yeah. like this is a must. But Speck and Shepard opened their first restaurant in Milwaukee, which is located on 60th and Silver Spring Drive, kind of in the northern part of Milwaukee. If mm-hmm. you know where Silver Spring Drive is at, actually close to Menominee Falls. Yeah. 
And actually, when like my short military stint, I was at the uh, Silver Spring um, base there. Oh, okay, the, sure, sure, the, sure. The Army Reserve base there. Yeah. And their slogan was highlighted as uh, "Better bread, better subs." Still, their cousin slogan, subs. Cousin subs, still the same thing. Yeah. And you know, the large segment of their customers during the first years of their like basically having the shop in Milwaukee were actually East Coast residents who moved to the Midwest. Exactly. Yep. So they were kind of almost catering to uh, other individuals who had had moved from the East Coast over to the Midwest here and who were also looking for some sort of a a sub uh, option. Yeah, for sure. So the rest of this is kind of like just little highlights along their career. Um, Yeah. You know, I didn't do a ton of research on this portion because it was literally like a Wikipedia type thing. And I hate to admit I hate to admit it. But I use Wikipedia once in a while. Absolutely. And this was like kind of the highlights. So the first part was kind of just a little bit of research and from their website, from their history section of their website. Yeah. But this rest of this is kind of like just little highlights along their career, which I thought was really cool. And I was like, we got to feature it, you know, like. It's yummy. And it's delicious, you know, Milwaukee, Wisconsin history. So in 2009, the Cousin Subs actually announced it would uh, put an increased focus on the local side of business and th- the, the Great Recession. We all lived right. through 2008, yep. which we just got out of school. <laughs> you know how hard it right. was to maintain funds at that point? We right. just got out of school at that point. We were both literally like starting uh, in, our in careers. And, and yeah, and starting our careers. Right. Like, it was just freaking ridiculous. Trying to actually hold down a job. That, Getting laid off in college jobs and shit. It's like, what is yeah. going on? Like, it was wild. We're not making that much money. You're going to lay me off. Like, what the fuck and, is and going bank, on? Banks weren't handing out loans for anything. No, you it was know, insane. Were, like, it was yeah. the shittiest time to be in the job market. And Cousin Subs actually closed over 40 locations to better focus on the quality and kind of focus on their main stores during this period. Right. And 2013, the Cousin Subs established the Make It Better Foundation, which focuses on welfare and quality of life for communities, uh, wellness, hunger, and youth education. I mean, the, the company's pretty awesome, Yeah, to be honest. And these are just kind of like little highlights. Whether it comes to the history, I mean, we kind of already covered that. There's not a lot there. Right. And I So think, these are kind of like little highlights coming up here. And I think, you know, too, uh, what, I mean, what were we supposed to say about, you know, the, the brothers who, who decided to make a good sandwich shop? In 72. Cater, catering <laughs> yeah. to what they, you know, really enjoyed and what they wanted to see out of a sandwich shop. I think, you know, we could go and probably uh, research a bunch of uh, uh, sandwich chains from like the New Jersey area or something to try to find out how they all started. Fuck a Jersey day. Yay. Yay. But, you know, the the, the key here is that uh, two brothers just had the initiative to, yeah, to do to what they Yeah, to bring the East wanted. Coast to the Midwest, which yeah. is pretty cool. And actually, his daughter, Christine Specht-Palmert, uh, the daughter of the co-founder, Bill Specht, took over as CEO in 2015 when her father retired. So it's staying in the family here. It is, yeah. And Cousin Subs announced another rebranding in 2016, which included uh, expanding a footprint throughout the Midwest, remodeling all locations to its Milwaukee sub shop to unify the brand, and look, feel, and updating the exterior design, which is kind of the one we know today. Well, because I was just going to say, you know, originally, I think the, the, the company started with this, you know, very simplified look of uh of of branding then all of a sudden it got almost like cartoonish you know and i think that they were honestly just trying to you know follow competitors like subway um and then more more recently you found the true roots and they're going back to it so i gotta ask like do you remember like when we were in school and i remember you guys doing this over the local announcements was that a cousin subs with the two little mice dudes playing guitar Maybe, yeah. Was that Cousin Subs? I think it was. And you guys like did like a weird like Yeah. Like little segment on it. I think I it was think the so. two like mice dudes playing guitars. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was Cousin Subs. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. Yeah, but I just remember that because I remember you were always on the uh, daily announcements. Yeah, that went out live to uh, all surrounding Elkhorn and Delavan. Local area. Yeah. Yeah. So along with the remodel, Cousin Subs struck sponsorship agreements with some of our favorite. Some of our favorites, yeah. Oh, I mean, Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, we're huge Bucks fans, even though... Let's not, talk about the, let's not talk about the playoffs. They had a disappointing playoff performance they this really year. They really did. Uh, we, we are now in the head coaching uh, uh, market to try to find somebody to replace uh, Coach Bud. But, hey, the Milwaukee Bucks, nonetheless, one of our absolute favorite teams I, here. And uh, to know that Cousin Subs, you know, partnered with them. And I think yeah. you can actually get uh, a Cousin Sub at the Pfizer Forum. No way. I like right so. in there? Oh, cool. Yeah. And the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, which I believe they're baseball, correct? The minor league? Yep, yep. I believe they're they minor are. league baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, Green Bay Packers. Lo- I've, and they're look, football, right? Just yeah. <laughs> Do we have to talk about that one? And the Wisconsin Badgers. Yeah, Green Bay we, Packers we football and the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, all of their uh, uh, collegiate sports. We are huge fans of Wisconsin Badgers. Um, so, yeah. And as of 2019, there are approximately 100-plus Cousin Subs locations throughout Wisconsin, Illinois, and Indiana. And Cousin Subs continues to develop new locations throughout the Midwest with their franchise partners focused on multi-unit development. And so with, with Cousins, I had no idea they're just Midwest-focused. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, you know, it's... Uh, I, I And I don't know that they, uh, you know, are looking to expand beyond that or if it or if they're really are just trying to be a local sandwich chain. I'm not sure. Um, I think it gives me like for me, I'm probably going to start going to Cousins instead of any other sub shop now when I find one. And just and, because of this reason. And I'll give you this, too, as a as a as a potential, you know, positive uh, to doing so. They're one of the only chains that has uh, drive-throughs available at most of their stuff. That's too. Pretty, and they you have can't drive through like Subway. You can't drive through Jimmy John's. Uh, a lot of times, you have to run in and do it. So, Cousin Subs making it really easy for uh, the common man uh, in order to quick pick it up on the way home from work. You know, and that's what I like. I mean, if you've got kids in the car, and you can get a hot sandwich too. It's not just all like fresh subs. These are like some hot sandwiches. Some very well. good hot, like you know, Philadelphia steak and cheese kind of things. And I mean, that's a freaking staple, man. Yeah, I mean, like that's like I one know of I'm going to f- take some shit for just saying Philadelphia steak and cheese. Hey, I meant Philly cheese steak. Guys. Right? <laughs> he was fucking guys. Nobody, everybody, you know, don't kick me in the nuts over that. It was just as we were talking. I happened fucking to say Philly. It. So yeah. in August 2018, Cousins announced their expansion into the Chicago market with 40 new locations opening by 2025. And as of July 2021, there are six locations in the Chicago area currently. Yum. In 2018, Cousins announced it would enter the Twin Cities market of Minnesota. Which is great. That's another state, you know, entirely. Yeah, it's still Midwest and still like literally Minnesota and Wisconsin are super close in culture. Oh, yeah. Besides the Vikings, we share Packers so rivalry. Much. Yeah. Right. I mean, our schooling, everything's shared. I mean, like, they have the same lifestyle as we do. I mean, yeah. it's... And eventually, you know, I mean, obviously we had the the, the Brett Favre thing where Brett Favre went from, uh, you know, Green Bay over to New York and then eventually over to Minnesota. That's a kick in the dick, to be honest. I, I mean... Think, I think Rodgers is going to do the same thing. But, but at the same time, like, let, let's just talk about this. Like, when it comes to, like, Midwest teams and, you like, the Packers are out. Yeah. But Vikings are still in. Yeah. I'm not going to go Lions or, or Bears. I'm going to go for the Vikings and root yeah. for them. I hate to say that. There's there's literally no other team in this division that I would be okay with Besides uh, rooting the for except for the for Vikings. For me, yeah. I know. It's like how I feel. Like the Bears, I, no way. Bears, absolutely That's never. That's absolutely no way. Yeah. Lions. Same with, same I just, with like the Cubs. I, I could never go, cheer I for the Cubs. Yeah, I can't go Lions either. I just can't yeah. do it. 
I agree. I love the UP, but the rest of Michigan is just kind of like, yeah. They can fuck off. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. Yeah. So I did enjoy my trip to Detroit, you know, when Yeah, happened, I mean, but, like, and then like, um, you can go across the border to London or Toronto. But fuck the Lions, you know. And Hamilton, Toronto, London, that area. Like, that's a cool yeah. area of Canada too. Like, right over the border. Yeah, right over the border. Yeah, you so, can throw a football from the fucking, uh, from what is it the gm like renaissance building or something yeah right and then the bridge is you're right basically there. in canada then. Yeah, yeah but actually which to is windsor so yeah the, after shuttering stores in 2015 they're going back to the minnesota market as we discussed and the initial plan is to open about six stores per year but as of august 2021 none have come to fruition but still in the plans and in the works so twin city in minnesotans keep an eye out for cousin subs and the yeah, support your wisconsin brethren i and i and i do believe you're gonna enjoy the sandwich i mean it is it's actually really good quality it sandwiches. is better bread it is better sandwiches and ingredients and and uh it's a great it is honestly and you're not supporting like a, a big sandwich. chain like subway or jimmy john's i mean you're supporting yeah. the midwest when you get a cousin sub here's the thing i, I think, actually like jimmy john's i'm not gonna lie though but i see i don't, we don't, I don't have care for jimmy john's we just don't have much. cousins around here uh, you know by what, me. you know what i love i love cousin subs if i have an opportunity uh, they're literally right down the road from my house too. Oh no! And way. they have a drive-through. I have to snag one on the way home. I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's <laughs> decent. Have to do that. And then the the other sandwich shop that I choose is sometimes Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's is pretty I good. I love it's Jersey Mike's. It's not bad, yeah. And and honestly, it sometimes reminds me of of Cousins. it has that East Coast. I mean, yeah, Joyzy. Yeah, Joyzy exactly. Mike's and Jersey Mike's. Hey. You know, when you get it Mike's way with you know the the fucking the sauce and you know it's just it's great. 8 mm. those guys. Those I don't know guys. what I was just yeah, doing. Yeah, I don't there. know. It was pretty good. I don't know what it was, but it was some kind of cool Sounds accent. Like, so, but yeah, again, <laughs> so, all right. you, you got to check out Cousin Subs. Support that Wisconsin Midwest. I mean, I just, it blew my mind. I had no idea. Sturgeon, you knew about this, obviously. You're, yeah, you, the Bucks used but to. But you go to like a lot of Bucks games, so you know more. You're right. in the loop and with this Wisconsin was, than I am. This so. was more so back when the Bradley Center was uh, the home of the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, th- that they also had the the cousins center which is where they would practice so they had their home facility for playing games was bmo harris bradley center and the place that they would um work out train and and everything would be at their practice facility called the cousin center i don't know that they're that the cousin center is still where the bucks do anything i'm pretty sure that's a whole new freighter building or something that they created across the street so um but i think the cousin center still exists i don't know in what capacity it's used um, but it, it was, it was absolutely for, you know, the longest time, the sandwich chain that I most uh, associated with, um, you know, being a Wisconsinite myself. And, and that was, uh, that was always great. And I'm glad that, uh, that this for some reason sparked you recently. And then now we're talking about it. Literally, I was like doing some research and all of a sudden I came up across like, I don't know what it was like, fa- like famous brands of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Cousin Subs was like top of the list. I'm like, is Cousin Subs is Wisconsin? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, now I got to research and dig into this. So I started digging into that, and I was like, I'm gonna just get right episode because it just blew my mind. It was too delicious not to. Better bed, better subs, cousin subs. So now we have our Wisconsin music segment here, where we highlight and feature uh, musical acts, essentially from the state of Wisconsin. And uh, although recently we've had some that were more northern Wisconsin, we are. Uh, Back to the Milwaukee area here, yeah, right? which is really cool. I mean, this one we kind of discovered, too. Like, another one we didn't hear much about. Yeah. But it really reminds me of kind of Rilo Kylie era. Sure, A sure. little bit. Kind of what I'm getting. That was um, like the early to mid-2000s. What was Rilo Kylie's band that she was in? I always forget. Yeah, I, I don't remember the... Oh, it actually was Rilo Kylie. I think and the then, band was Rilo Kylie. Yeah, and then she split off and did her own thing. Right. But, yeah, it just reminds me of kind of that style of music, kind of that e- 
emo-ish adjacent, I would say. I guess a right. little alternative indie style. Yeah, and, and they and they utilize you know some really cool electronic stuff in in a lot of their songs. Uh, um, a bug moment does, and um, yeah, we never even said the name. It's bug moment bug from moment, Milwaukee, yeah. Wisconsin. So, and so they're they're absolutely incredible, and I think um, different in in terms of what you would be hearing right now on the radio. I love the fact that this is just a, a slightly different take on that, and they they really are being themselves here. Yeah, and they got like that melodic vocaling, like kind of with the like alternative styling, which I think they do a great job on. And one thing we found the album, which is their newest one, I believe, which is the Flying Toad Circus. Mm-hmm. So we kind of checked out the entire album. Um, this one really stood out to us as like one we have to feature. Yeah, like we talk about, it's always like we come out on Sundays, so we have to keep that upbeatness going. I yeah. guess because you got to work Monday, right? You, you always you almost can fall into that that monday depression you know way too early and and it's still sunday and we still have the day off so let's fucking party and the one we chose off the album was lagoon yeah which i thought was just like the track we have to feature to like kind of pep you up on this sunday before you got to go back to the job sit at your desk weld some shit whatever you got to do to make that money right. you know yeah and and this again just was the the, the one that that most uh, caught our attention so we just wanted to we wanted to feature that one, uh, but we encourage you, if you get a chance, please go stream them, buy their stuff off of uh, Apple or iTunes, Eric, whatever it is. We also realize they're another whammy alternative artist, exactly. I believe, this yep. year. Yeah. So if you get a chance to vote between one of the bands we had on the show, whatever one you like the most, or like, I mean, we can only Hell feature yeah. one song to feature this band. So you got to check out their whole catalog before you decide. Right, right. And and this one, uh, again, it just happened to, to grab Russ and I. We have very similar musical tastes. So... Um, this one is great and it's uh, the, the song is called Lagoon and the band here is Bug Moment
Whoa. That was good. Yeah, they pushed the faders all the way to 11 here on this one. It was uh, great. Had to back her down a little bit to kind of come back to unity with our audio, but I'm going to tell you right now. That was awesome, man. Awesome I, I can't wait to check out like if, they, if they're playing locally or anything. We definitely got to go and see them. Oh, yeah, for I sure, mean, for sure. And if you get a chance, like I said, stop over the whammies and vote for some of these artists. Like, if you know, we featured a lot. Like, just find the ones you like the most. Listen to their whole album before you decide, but, man. Yeah, this one, it, the whole album was good. Again, you know, Whammy is the Wisconsin area music industry. Uh, you can go to wami.org, uh, and then uh, from there you can find the 2023 uh, awards finalists, uh, and, and, and you can continue to vote for them. Um, now on to our beer segment here. Yeah, and our friends over at Third Space uh, Brewing have a great summer beer that we have to recommend to you. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful beer uh, with a beautiful message here. It's a smile. In, in honor, maybe, of the Guffs, you think? Probably. Yeah, Milwaukee uh, Make, homage it, I'll, to like, I'll, some 90s alternative Milwaukee. I will say, I didn't I didn't uh, initially come up with that, uh, That, but now that you say it, that makes complete sense. Maybe yeah. it does. But, no, yeah. this one's a great summer beer, and they're offering it. It's um amazing. Low low ABV. So we got the 4.8% ABV. Very low on the bittering units, too. We're getting about 4 IBUs, so very malty. It's, but what's great is the citrus that's coming through. I was just going to say, I think... The, the idea here is that it's a, a very citrus-forward beer. Uh, aromas of grapefruit and, and orange are just, as soon as you open up the can. And and, and the beer itself is really light-bodied, so it kind of pours like a very, very nice, um, light-bodied... Carbonated. Carbonated. Little head on it. Very little, little head, yeah. Little foam. Um, very good, uh, like, wheat ale, essentially. And uh, it absolutely is sure to put a smile on your face, like the message says... Uh, it is delicious. And again, you know, one of the things that I can see myself doing with uh, a beer like this, a nice little late cruise on a pontoon. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is the one you keep on the cooler on the pontoon, yeah. fishing or swimming, whatever you decide and to do. And it's sessionable. So you're not going to get absolutely lit up after drinking, you know, four or five of these things. You're going to still feel all right. Um, still don't suggest, you know, drink, driving and doing other activities that could... Uh, um, could be really dangerous when you're impaired, but the the idea is if you if you're able to just relax, maybe go hit some golf balls or something with some buddies. Uh, this is a really great beer for that. Yeah, you know what's what's great is obviously we have an awesome relationship with Third Space. We're huge fans of those guys. Obviously, we put on the Rock the Green the one year, like the show we had them on. We've we've definitely we toured their facility a couple times actually. Yeah, a couple yeah. times. Um, yeah, had had a behind the scenes of the tour as well. So like. Uh, you know, when they offer it to, to public, it's maybe a little bit different than the, the second time we went in. Um, we got a chance to see a little further into the, the operations there. It was, I think it was Andy that took us through the Andy first and time. Andy and Kevin, but Andy I think it was Andy that, yep. That did it with when we went through, which and was. Kevin was the one that we had when, he, when we got a, a little bit bigger view of things. Yeah. Oh, for Kevin. sure. Yeah. But yeah, just an amazing summer beer. I highly recommend to anyone going going out there looking for those summer beers. Like it's a wheat beer, so like like it's you're getting more of the maltiness. It's kind of the low key for the summertime. You know, it's hydrating. You got the grapefruit, the citrus, and and down there where Third Space is located in the Menominee River Valley, there uh, they've done amazing things to uh, to enhance that space. Even since the last time you and I were there uh, to do any sort of event thing. Um, the stage is is even better and bigger oh, now. Yeah. The patio area is bigger and better. Um, they've really done a lot to uh, in, enhance their their stuff even locally. Uh, and then 
obviously still turning out amazing craft It's beer. cool that people are taking like 1800s buildings that really used to be manufacturing buildings and converting them into something that, like a space that everyone can go to, like right. a public space. Because why why tear down, you know, the shell of a great building, you know? Why not just re rehabitate the inside and, and make it work for you? And that's exactly what Third Space has done. Uh, like you said, Andy and Kevin are both uh, incredible individuals and uh, they I'm, continue I'm glad to turn we had a chance to like deal with them and like even go for their release party, which we've talked about. We've gotten way too trash on that. So yeah. some listeners kept buying me shots, friends and like listeners, friends kept and buying, listeners yeah. kept buying me that like anniversary beer, which was like 15% ABV. So I Something was like, like trash. Was I was high, dancing like 16, hard. I think. And like, I don't want to talk about what happened in Andrea's car. No, but his wife's, but car. it was fun. It was, and, and, it was and a I, good time. I had a great time. I'm not. I'm not even going to try to to put put any any negative damper on it or anything. It was fun. It was a great. The night. beer was great. I think I still had one bottle of the uh, the Solera left, and I and I actually uh, gifted it to um, uh, the the guys who do the Four Loco song on here, uh, Adam and, and his dad Scott. I gave it to Adam, and and because he really likes some of those heavy. Uh, you know, higher, higher octane beverages. And he was like, dude, even that for me was pretty intense it, and he likes it. You know, you, you know, what's crazy is like somebody out there has that backpack where I had a beer, the like beer in there. Yeah. I had a shirt. Yep. Some stickers, some magnets. I had a whole bunch of shit. A bunch in of there. stuff we got for free from, and then, you know, like, the it was gone. Partners. I don't know what even happened. I like, <laughs> I lost everything at the end of the Dude, night. <laughs> by the end of the Somebody night. Somebody has like a, f- a free couple 15th anniversary beers or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah. They're gone. Like somebody has them at least and somebody enjoyed them. So that's all and I And the care food about. ticket that you never used. Oh man, everything we was gone. food. Everything was gone. Um, My whole backpack was like completely gone. But whoever got it, I hope you guys enjoyed those beers. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's all sure. I care about. A couple t-shirts and couple shit. A couple t-shirts. You got some beer. You got yeah. food tickets. Like right on. But great beer, uh, again, you know, from uh, the, the guys there at Third Space uh, doing amazing things and, and all of their employees uh, over there at the at the tap room and stuff. They're all so wonderful to, to be around. Yeah, I, definitely I down it. to earth and cool people to deal with. So. Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many logos you have? All right, folks, you know what that means. It's time for the segment known as How Many Locals You At? And we got a wispy-haired fighter ready to go. <laughs> yeah, this guy lost his hair to the great battle of life here. And uh, the, the article is titled, <laughs> Man Punches Cop After Drunk Driving Arrest. He tried to be Macho Man with a receding hairline. Macho Man receding savage. He's definitely a slim hair gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Snap into that hairstyle. Yeah, he's got. He basically has what amounts to corn silk on the top of his fucking. Head. I mean, at that point, you gotta like, give up. At that point, you just shave the shit. Yeah. I mean, like I'm definitely getting receding hairline. My hair's still thick, but I got some that I just kind of can cover up with the hair. Right. It's not to the point yet where I have to shave it, but yeah. when I get to that point, I'm definitely just gonna rock baldness. Don't hang on to it like uh, our buddy Hulkamania. He he, you got to give up. You got to give up and start rocking the the old chrome dome, and you're going to look great. I guarantee it. I mean, the, uh, also maybe stop drinking. I don't know. That yeah, might help. And, his man. nose is red as shit, uh, which always he's definitely means, liquor, dude. I mean, he's he's warm. He's eating. He's eating some booze here. Uh, this is a Sheboygan, a 37 year old Sheboygan man is facing felony charges after being arrested for allegedly operating a vehicle while intoxicated and punching a police officer in the face during the the booking process. Also. I'm reading that exactly how it's written, so it's amazing that this person was like, "Yeah, he punched him in the face, punching an officer in the face." Um, 
I don't think we needed to know where he punched him, but that's great news to, to you know, the rainy savage of Sheboygan. Yeah. So this 37 year old guy, he was arrested Sunday and charged with operating a motor vehicle while intoxicated his fourth such offense with additional charges of obstructing an officer and uh, oh, dude, he, they slapped a battery. felony on him. Yeah. Ooh. Not Which a fourth uh, is already a felony charge anyway, so he's really in. in you got a double fell. He's he's in for some felonies here. Uh, he's gonna be. It's gonna make life difficult for him. Felony from Greece. He can't own a gun as a felony. I know, right? Um, so basically, any firearms that he had for anything, uh, it's done. It's over with. Um, unless you want more, uh, you know, legal issues. But so. Uh, those additional charges again were obstructing an officer and a felony battery charge to law enforcement. Um, and this is all after he refused to cooperate with the police, uh, and then eventually punched the officer in the face. When the fist um, comes out, it's usually not good. Yeah, to be honest. So. And according to the criminal complaint, Sheboygan police stopped a vehicle driven by this man after it almost ran a stop sign and was swerving between lanes. Never good. Um, yeah, you're really just giving them the evidence that they need. Uh, officers made contact with the 37-year-old, um, and the it was the driver and the only occupant of the vehicle who police said had trouble sitting up straight and would not roll his window down more than an inch despite repeated requests by the officers, but instead kept opening his driver's side door when the officers asked him to roll down the window. That's usually a sign that you're pretty fucking drunk. Um, <laughs> officers smelled the intoxicants on this man's breath, and he initially told police that he had two drinks. We just said this on a couple episodes. A couple, two, three. I had two Ooh. or three. It's always that. And and dude, there's no way you're that much of a lightweight that two fucking beers made you open your door instead of roll down your window and starting throwing whipping and, and whipping bows and throwing <laughs> hooks and shit. But uh, he would not say where he was coming from. So. The 37-year-old then refused to exit his vehicle despite repeated uh, requests by the officers. And after being removed from the car by police, he refused to perform the field sobriety tests, which is really just only in his in his benefit. Like, if he does them and he does amazing, they might be like, well, he's not that bad. Um, but he also refused a breath test, which is a, a grounds for, you know, an automatic almost guilt admission. I mean, it's mm-hmm. bad. Don't. But. Uh, officers eventually obtained a search warrant to perform a blood draw, um, and he continued to be uncooperative while being photographed and initially refused to be fingerprinted. This guy is just anything they ask. He's like, no, I'm no, a fucking idiot. nope, I don't want it. <laughs> Can't make me. <laughs> I'm not touching you. Um, let's, let's just say like how many songs have been written about people fighting the law and losing to the law? Oh, That's yeah. like, <clears throat> I mean, there's one, everybody fucking, one. I mean, everybody fucking knows the truth. You can't beat the law, dude. Yeah. Uncle Sam is a huge cock. Oh yeah, and he can like definitely shaft you anytime. The, he the wants old to. long arm of the law, as they will. Uh, you know, you're you're fucking drunk, man. Just give it up. You've done this before. You this is your up. fourth one. You, you fucked up. Own it and and be better next time. While being escorted to the booking room of the Sheboygan Police Department, uh, this individual allegedly punched a police officer who was holding a door open, uh, and, he, and he punched this person right in the face. Um, Causing the officer's lip to bleed, uh, the officer was later treated at the Sheboygan Memorial Medical. So he must have Center, gave a pretty so. good jack, though. I mean, like maybe he felt better after he did it, but now he's fucked. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's. I'm just just reading this thing. Like, you, you know, you think about it. Like, you, you you can you just take a step back and imagine punching this cop in the face? How good you're gonna feel? But then you're gonna have like fucking five years of sitting on a toilet in a jail cell. Yeah, and you're not gonna be able to own a gun anymore. So yeah, you know, right. Like it's like, dude, just take a step such back. Such a sometimes. big piece of Wisconsin culture is hunting and and the outdoorsman, you know, 
things. So like you just gave all of that up to do that. And now you got to fucking hunt deer as Rambo, like hide up in a right. tree with a blade. Like <laughs> exactly. I'm hiding in a bush and I think I'm going to, you know, I don't know, slice the neck of a turkey. You're an idiot. You know, <laughs> just you're, you're so fucking stupid and you're so, you're so dumb. Uh, you're, you're absolutely blasted. You, you, you know, you show What's, complete signs of impairment. I mean, uh, the guy's like, he's, he's older than us, but not by much really. Like he's from the Nickelodeon generation, WWF right. generation. Like, I mean, yeah, he's definitely showing his attitude error right now. <laughs> I love the <laughs> freaking punching authority. Brother. Like fuck. Yeah. I, uh, um, but the cops were the ultimate undertaker and took him down. Yeah. They really fucking gave him the cane. He punched Paul bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, this guy is fucked. Um, he's probably still in jail at this point, and you know, whatever. You know, that's the the unfortunate side of things is that you drink and you do stuff that's really dumb. And he's going to really, really hate his future with uh, all of these things that he just did for himself. There, um, and, and the key there is he did it to himself. Nobody yeah. else is to blame. I think I have an idea of where I want to land on this one. Um, it's the combativeness to me that is is giving me the number I, I I'm at. Okay. Do you want to go? Yeah. Three, two, one, thirteen. 12. Okay. Yeah, I think we're kind of in the same boat. I mean, yeah. I was kind of processing the calculations in my head. Yeah. Originally, it was twelve, kind of fourteen. Mm-hmm. But I landed on thirteen. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm gonna go in between the two. So sure. And I here's the thing: we're right. Are we going twelve? Same... Are we just gonna go with twelve and a half? We just split it down the middle. We're exactly 12. we're right. Twelve point five fractional DUI. We're right in the same ballpark here, uh, and the reason again is he was combative. Uh, the The idea is, you know, sometimes you're drunk, and sometimes you're like happy drunk. Um, sometimes you know you're getting pulled over, and it's your fourth, you know, whatever. Um, the fact that he chose violence and was still able to kind of act those things out that's the key to me so um 13 or are we landing on 12 or 13 12.5 12.5 here so we go eric sound that gavel law and order all right that concludes this episode of wisconsin drunken history podcast if you enjoyed this vulgar display of wisconsin Please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home. home.